Welcome to a special Rewind episode of the Raise Your Game Show, where we dive back into some of the most impactful episodes from previous seasons. If you're a new listener, I highly recommend you make time to start from the beginning until you get all caught up. If you're a longtime loyal listener, I hope you enjoy hearing these highlighted episodes once again. Either way, I appreciate you listening, and I hope hitting Rewind helps you raise your game. Here is one of my favorite episodes played in its entirety. Would I rather be feared or loved? Um, easy, both. I want people to be afraid of how much they love me. Welcome to the Raise Your Game Show, a podcast that unpacks and dissects the strategies and principles of high performance in sports and business. Here's your host, Alan Stein Jr. You may know him as three-time NBA champion, back-to-back NBA Finals MVP, a perennial NBA All-Star, and the newest member of the Brooklyn Nets. But did you know Kevin Durant launched the Durant Company in 2016 with business partner Rich Kleiman? They have more than 30 investments in companies like the delivery service Postmates and the micro-investing app Acorns, as well as a development and media firm called 35 Media. Here are several isolated responses from an in-person conversation we had with KD back when he was still with the Oklahoma City Thunder at his Nike Summer Skills Academy in Washington, D.C. This is when I hosted the Hardwood Hustle. KD shared why his love of the game always comes first, the difference between playing on edge and playing with an edge, and why being born with talent means nothing if you aren't willing to put in the work to develop it. Yeah, man, I've been here since about 8 o'clock this morning. But uh, these are the best days, man, when you get to play ball all day. See? Yeah, this is really my – this is the real season right here where you, you know, get better. So, yeah, I took about three weeks off, and uh, I was able to recharge my batteries and refresh my mind a little bit and, you know, get ready back – get ready for, you know, USA basketball. You know, I started this week working out. and Yep. You know, I wanted to get in as much as possible, so I'm, I'm looking forward to USA basketball. Well, I'm a fan of the game, um, so yeah, I watch I watch the games, but the minute it's over, I turn it off. So, you know, I don't believe in the. Sometimes I don't believe in the analysts or yeah, you know, the media. So you know, they, they, they take the purity of the game away. So I try to just watch the game, and and uh, and after that, I you know, I turn it off. That's it. Is that- yeah, that's the only thing that's on my mind is doing what I can to, to help our team win a championship. Um, it's not about just me winning the championship because it's far from the individual who does it, but the whole team does it. And I just want to, you know, put leave my imprint on the team, man, and try to help as much as I can. Man, this is about eight years ago, man. I'm, I'm getting old. <laughs> getting old. But, uh, you know, I, I think it's, it's a sense of, you know, you're nervous for a little bit because you want to do so well. You put a lot of pressure on yourself. You look at the rankings you look at you know which kids are hiring you and you know who you want to go at and you know what college coaches are here and so it's, it's a lot of it's a lot of pressure you put on yourself but when you just relax and go out there and have fun with it that's when you just play your best so that's what I try to tell these kids man is just always keep the love of the game don't let that other stuff creep in and, and you know cloud your, your mind and have fun with it, man, because this game is, is a lovely game, man, and you get a lot of opportunities by playing it. Well, like yeah, like you said, I was, you know, from the eighth grade, that's that's when you really start to look at right, what school I want to go to. You start to think about your future, you know, that summer going into your freshman year. 
and I was I was under the radar, you know, and somebody took a chance on me. I went to National Christian Academy. Yep. Uh, they took a chance on me and gave me a scholarship to, you know, go to their school. And one thing I, I would tell kids, though, is what I didn't do, I, I didn't ignore the noise, you know, from the outside. You know, I always was looking at rankings, always looking at, you know, why they overlooking me and, you know, why I'm not playing with the best AAU teams, why I'm not going to the Nike camps. Um, so, you know, as a ninth and 10th grader, I just tried to keep working. Um, and in my 11th grade year, that's when people started to recognize. So I would tell these kids, man, just, you know, ignore the rankings, ignore what the media says, the rivals, the hoops, whatever they got out there now. Just ignore it, go in the gym and enjoy the game and uh, do it for the love. Never do it for, you know, I want to make money for my family. Or I want to be looked at as the you know the the best player in the world like if if you put in that work you're going to be the best player you know you going all their dreams going to come true so just ignore everything from the outside and just focus on what you have to focus on what yeah. you can control I, I was never a guy that played with a chip cuz I always played with an edge no matter what mm. and I always wanted to be the best and I felt that I was the best and I felt that uh you know if I went out there and worked hard that it would come to fruition everything that I was doing um so I, I never I'm never one of those guys that say I'm going to play with a chip on the shoulder cuz somebody didn't pick me or because um, I didn't go number one or I'm not the number one player because I always play with an edge no matter who's on the court. So, you know, it might go well for me some nights. It might not. But I know that's a part of the journey and the process, and I respect that now. Well, man, thank you. I mean, it's, you know, like you said, I was really, really quiet and, and shy, and it was hard for me to speak up in front of people, you know, because I was just – I was always – I was never exposed to people because I was always in the gym or at school. So that's that was that was my lane, you know. I didn't really have a lot of friends. I didn't do things. I didn't go to prom. I didn't, hmm. you know. I couldn't. I couldn't hang out on weekends, you know. So I was always either home in the gym or at school. So uh, I was just. <laughs> I, I know. I was just. I was just real shy, and, and, and you know, as I start to grow, and I obviously, you know, being in college and so many people are watching you, and then being into being in the NBA, and you know, getting interviewed millions of times and learning from your mistakes, speaking publicly. And, I just started to gain confidence in myself, and the, I think the best thing you can do as an athlete um, when you're talking is be as, as real as you can and be authentic. And I think the MVP speech, I didn't plan that. I didn't wake up that morning and say, you know, I'm going to shed a tear. And, <laughs> right. you know, it just all came to me at that time. And, um, you know, it felt good to, to recognize everybody that helped me along the way and, you know, because I think they deserved it. So, you know, it was it was definitely one of those special moments that you can always remember and, you know, hopefully I inspire some people as well. Yeah, well, what I did when, Expectations I, when, I, when I figured out um, that I won the award, I went on the Internet or YouTube and, and watched Derrick Rose and LeBron's speeches, and, you know, I seen how sentimental they were to yeah. to everybody, and I just, you know, I, I wanted to look and see how long they went. So I was just trying to <laughs> – I, I didn't know what to expect, so I just wanted to do everything. I wanted to do the right way, but there's no right way. Yeah, I watched there it. But every time I watch it, man, I cry. As I got older. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. As I got older, I've become more emotional. Um, you know, as a kid, you know, you always try to hold things in. But now I've become more emotional. So that's that's the, that's a good part about it. But if I watch it again, I, I'm de- I'll definitely cry. Um, I think just being versatile, um, you know, it leaves you on the court. You know, that's, you know, if you can guard four or five positions, if you can – handle the ball and play different spots on the floor, you can play more and uh, you can be used in different situations. So I just try to use everything I have and also, you know, try to add more things to my game and, you know, whether it's passing, whether it's defense, rebounding, and um, just pl- trying to play the mind game and just, just knowing that half of this game is mental. If I stay confident, if I stay locked in, 
um, on what's we, what we're supposed to do as a team and follow that and being a great leader, then I can stay on the on the floor. So, you know, I just try to do everything to help my team, man, and, and grow from my mistakes. I just I just try to have a good balance in between the two. Um, you want to you don't want to just worry about what you can't do and, 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 and just try to work on that when you have some things you you think you can get better at as far as, you know, your strengths. So, you know, I just try to have that balance on what, on what I need to work on. And like I said, this game is mental, so I have to – I try to just, you know, work my mind to, to, to tell myself that, you know, if I start this game off playing as hard as I can, my teammates going to follow because I'm the leader. And I could dictate the whole game – and my, my, the whole organization by how I come in and work every single day, the approach that I take um, as a worker. The rookies coming in, they see me there two hours before practice. That's going to make them get in there two hours before practices, and that's going to get them better, and that's going to help the team. So, Say what? you know, if I start this game off playing as hard as I can, my teammates going to follow because I'm the leader, and I could dictate the whole game and my, my, the whole organization by how I come in and work every single day, the approach that I take. Um, as a worker, the rookies coming in, they see me there two hours before practice. That's going to make them get in there two hours before practices, and that's going to get them better, and that's going to help the team. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, they know everything about my game anyway. So, I can tell. <laughs> there's no secrets, right? Uh, but yeah, just just man, just everything from post work to ball handling to jump, getting my jump shot better and quicker, um, strength. You know, I'm just trying to trying to do different things. What I tell myself in the summertime is to is to figure out something training wise that's going to separate me and that I can die never done before so I picked up you know a few summers ago I started riding bikes and this yep. summer I think I'm going to do sand dunes so I'll just try to do mm-hmm. you know different things to challenge myself and I think that I'm I'm playing against myself now you know how can I you know get better from what I did last year you know what I have to do mentally to get better and, and learn from what I did I didn't do last year so you know it's, it's sometimes it's a struggle but it's fun just knowing the process. Oh man, it's the the word that comes to mind when I think about that is peace. You know, when you know <clears throat> where everything comes from, you know, you know who gives you your strength, you know who gives you everything. You can have that peace just knowing that if you give it your all, um, no matter what, mistakes, you know, anything that he loves you, then you can play with that peace. And that's what I had all season. And um and when I got away from that, that's when I started to play with um, play with play on edge instead of with an edge, you know, mm-hmm. being mad at everybody or, you know, being upset that nobody didn't recognize me for doing this or, you know, saying guys are better than me. So I, when, when you when you play like that, that's when your your game, you know, changes. So I just try to you know keep that peace, man, and just knowing you know what's what's greater in life. You know, I'm playing a game of basketball for a living. You know, I get to take care of my family. You know, there's uh, a lot of people out here um, who would love to be in my position. So I can't take it for granted. It's just Got to be happy for the opportunities and be blessed that I'm in this position. Yeah, I sit back and think all the time, man, just where I come from, um, you know, the road that I took to get here. And it's just unbelievable that uh, I had so many people to help me along the way. You know, I was – I'm so blessed that I, I just – the people that I've met and that have gave me such great advice that have uh, pushed me along the way, you know, that had their imprint, their handprints on everything I've done. You know, I remember everybody, you know, you know, from high school coaches to AAU coaches to, 
strength coaches that fist pound. Uh, there you go. Push me that. That, <laughs> that will make sure it beep the horn outside of my apartment building at eight o'clock in the morning. And I sat on the edge of the bed, just like, man, <laughs> do I have to go today? But you know, guys like that pushed me and um, and taught me the work ethic. You know, it's sometimes people always say you're born with certain things, but I think you got to develop those things. Um, and see people do them first Absolutely. in order for you to, uh, to to do them as well. So, and, and- oh, man, I put in so much work, to be honest, <laughs> man. And, um, you know, I don't want to sound like any arrogant or anything, but I expect to do some things. Like, I, I, I hold myself to a high standard. And um, so if I go out and score 30 points and, you know, hit eight threes, I, you know, I always look at, you know, I should have made that shot there. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should have been nine for ten mm-hmm. instead of eight for ten. Well, I could have been ten for ten. So I, I always look at how I can get better, man. And, you know, so I, I'm I'm my biggest critic, and I think that's one thing I need to change about myself. Is really, I always stay positive, man, and just you know believe in the process. So um, you know, it's going to be good nights and bad nights, and you can't be too hard on yourself. So, but I always look at how I can be better. Say what? Well, I could have been ten for ten. So I, I always look at how I can get better, man. And, you know, so I, I'm I'm my biggest critic, and I think that's one thing I need to change about myself. Is really, I always stay positive, man, and just you know believe in the process. So um, you know, it's going to be good nights and bad nights, and you can't be too hard on yourself. So, but I always look at how I can be better. Be honest, was a joy, but I just I want to tell guys, man, just stick with you know loving the game. You know, whatever you put in, the game's going to give it back to you. You put in work, you're going. You know, you're going to see results, man. You might not see it today. You might not see it tomorrow or the next day, but it's going to show at some point, you know. So continue to love the game and have fun through everything. Enjoy the, the hard times, you know, because that's going to make you stronger hmm. and better. And I wish I'd have known that at that age. Now let's take a deeper dive with two of KD's most powerful sound bites. You know, if I start this game off playing as hard as I can, my teammates going to follow because I'm the leader. And I could dictate the whole game. And my, my, the whole organization, by how I come in and work every single day, the approach that I take um, as a worker, the rookies coming in, they see me there two hours before practice. That's going to make them get in there two hours before practices, and that's going to get them better, and that's going to help the team. So, I love how Katie explains how important it is for a leader to walk the walk, to lead by example, and to model the behavior they want to see from their team. He also shares why your effort and preparation are vital in maximizing your performance, impact, and influence. Katie understands that by making his effort and his preparation contagious, the rest of the team will follow suit and will also improve. Well, I could have been 10 for 10. So I, I always look at how I can get better, man. And, you know, so I, I'm, I'm my biggest critic. And I think that's one thing I need to change about myself. Is really? I always stay positive, man, and just, you know, believe in the process. So, um... You know, it's going to be good nights and bad nights, and you can't be too hard on yourself. So, But I always look at how I can be better. I really admire KD for showing great humility and acknowledging that he knows no matter how good he is, he can always get better. He also implies that being your own biggest critic is a double-edged sword and that you need to be careful. On one hand, it keeps you from getting complacent. But on the other hand, you have to remain positive and give yourself some grace and compassion. He also brings up how important it is to believe in the process and thus never let yourself get too high or too low based solely on outcomes. Thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate your attention. But before you hit stop, enjoy this story from the Raise Your Game audiobook. You can download yours today at audible.com, in iTunes, or anywhere audiobooks are sold. Coachability is understanding the gap between where you are and where you want to be. 
and committing to doing what it takes to get from one to the other. When I first met Kevin Durant in 2004, he was a skinny high school junior who didn't say much beyond hello, goodbye, and thanks. If you think Katie is skinny now, you should have seen him then. He needed a cinder block in his lap just to keep the seat down at the movie theater. Now don't get me wrong, he was unbelievably talented and had a killer work ethic, but he needed to get stronger and add muscle if he wanted to succeed at the next level. So I stepped in. After some hustle and convincing on my part, his wonderful mother Wanda finally let me take him through a workout. And I crushed him. I was the hammer and the nails. At the end of a brutal full body strength workout, Kevin was literally lying in a heap on the floor. Because he was so quiet, it was hard for me to get a read on what he was thinking and feeling about it. When we were done, I walked over to him. Hey, young buck, I asked. You like that workout? He looked me in the eye, dead serious. No, he said. But I know this is what I need to do to play in the NBA. When can we meet again? Even at 15 years old, KD had the maturity to know what he needed to do to get where he wanted to go. He had that special something. When elite guys find something they can't do, they step into it. That's what makes them who they are. I saw an HBO documentary on Durant's offseason, and it was unbelievable how much work he put in during his vacation. Just watching his routine was exhausting. He's working as if he's still trying to get to the NBA, his friend said. It didn't matter that he had just been named the league's MVP. He was still pushing like he was that 15-year-old kid trying to make it. When he came onto my podcast during the offseason, it was the same exact thing. I talked to him at the end of a practice day that had started at 8 a.m. The off-season is the real season, he told me. It's where you get better. Actually, it's not when everyone gets better. Only those who are willing to be coached do. Durant's coachability sets an example for others. He told me he recognizes the influence he has over rookies and bench players and makes a point of getting to practice early to work on his game, knowing that others will follow his lead. If you think you already know enough in your field and don't need to be coached, keep in mind that even Kevin Durant is not at that point. And he never will get to that point. That's just who he is. You think you're better at what you do than Kevin Durant is at what he does? Enough said. Boy, that was riveting, wasn't it? <laughs> if you'd like to order a set of Raise Your Game books for your team, organization, or an upcoming event, I can offer you a 42% discount and even sign each copy. Better yet, if you'd like info on the newly released Raise Your Game Book Club, which includes a facilitator guide and team member workbooks, and has both a business and education edition, please visit raiseyourgamebook.com or email me directly at alan at allensteinjr.com. And if you don't mind, please take 60 seconds to subscribe to this show and leave a rating and review. Those ratings and reviews help the show rank higher, which will then get it in front of more people. That's it for me. I hope this has helped you raise your game.